All right, guys, welcome back to the Ducks Across the Pond podcast. Uh, today, we're joined by the legend that is Pete Pratt of Marlins UK. How are you doing, Pete? I'm doing well. Bloody hell, that's a, that's a big billing. Uh, I'll take it, though. I'll take it, but I'm doing well. Spring training is off and running. Yeah. Brinson's already hitting home runs, so, you know, you know spring training's here. Mm. Um, yeah, looking forward to talking some baseball, and you know, thanks for having me on, guys. Should be a lot of fun. That's awesome. It's great to have you on. Um, yeah, it was great to see uh, a few of the Marlins hitting bombs the first day, especially uh, my. I think probably our joint favorite in this, on this podcast was uh, Jazz Chisholm hitting one first at bat of the spring training. It's great to see. I mean, Aiden's got his GB top on, and it, it's great for us to see a GB player doing really well for an MLB team. It's it's absolutely awesome to see. Crazy, isn't it? What a way to yeah. start spring training there with a you know effectively a leadoff home run opposite field yeah. too. So. Yeah, like like you guys, uh, massively pulling for Jazz. Not he's obviously got the connection uh, with with GB baseball, but just a stud, a straight up stud, yeah. top dude. You just can't help but like the guy. So exactly. I think you know it's it's an easy uh, story to follow. One I think we will be following closely as Marlins and you know GB fans. I guess mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So obviously you. Uh, obviously do stuff with, uh, to do with the Marlins and everything's around the Marlins, but how did you get into like baseball just on, in the whole? Yeah. Good, good question. I, I, I followed a path. I think that's probably quite familiar where you're on a family holiday and, you know, interested in American sports in general. I guess I was more of an NFL guy <clears throat> historically, but trip to Miami, let's go and watch a game stand and hit a huge home run. And I went, Phew, I'm in. Uh, Jose Fernandez was pitching that day as well, which was oh, awesome. lucky. So it was just, I just lucked out. Jose was on the mound, standing home run. I uh, thought, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go all in at this moment. Uh, I had a few, you know, quite a decent number of beers on board at that point. So, <laughs> you know, maybe decision making was poor. But uh, you know, and as soon as I bought that standing jersey there and then, uh, I think the rebuild started there and then too. So. I don't know, but anyway, it's been it's been a fun few years. I've only got I've only followed baseball what five seasons or whatever it is fully. I was about to say uh, it doesn't sound like too long. You've been uh, no. following baseball. No, not at all. Uh, but you know, loved the experience, like the in-game experience. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's I've been a big cricket fan as well growing up, so I, I kind of you know you, you like that kind of vibe, I guess, to sports. I'm I'm happy to sit there passively yeah. watching and sipping on beers and just having fun, which is quite a similar experience um, I found, but yeah, it was awesome. And, um, you know, listen, the, the beauty of baseball that I, you know, the, the hidden beauty is it's on every day. It's on every day. So you don't have to wait a whole week for another game. This is, this is the hidden beauty with baseball. It just comes at you. So yeah, I've absolutely loved it. The Marlins have been tough to watch in parts, no doubt about that, but Listen, fantasy baseball keeps you interested too, right? You, you got these other guys on other teams that you can follow. Um, oh, you know, there's a Cubs game on great. I've got a couple of Cubs in the lineup and, you know, you can expand your horizons a little bit that way. It's the way I found it anyway. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very similar story to a, a couple of our guests we've had on. It's the, it's the development of the, you know, interest in, interest in U.S. sports and then you find baseball it's just like it just, kicks off and it just takes a tale of its own. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So I think it's a familiar pattern. Um, mm. At least speaking to the guys, you, 
I think a lot of people just fall into it as you do with these mm. American sports. They're like yeah. hidden gems you don't even know about. And then once you're in, you're in. <laughs> yeah, big time. Yeah. So like you said, you're a, you're a Marlins fan and compared to other teams, the Marlins are a decently young team. Who would you say is the person you're most excited to watch on that young Marlins team? And then who would you say is your favorite Marlin of all time? Oh boy. There's let, let's get to the favorite Marlin of all time. We'll start there. Um, right. For me, for me, only because I followed the Marlins for the last few, few, you know, few years for me, Stanton was the guy I followed the team. He then went and had that huge, that huge season. It was just insane to watch. I was literally making sure I was watching the first inning of every Marlins game at 1am, whatever it was, just because you knew, you know, there could be, there could be a home run coming. So for me, it's Stanton. He, he may not be the all-time Marlins favorite, but for me, it is anyway. It's the guy that I've resonated most to um, in the time I followed the team. In terms of like current team, you're right to call it out. It's a young group, really young, young group. Uh, and it's a pitching first young group too. So that's where the Marlins have built the strength. Back in the days when, you know, everyone was lambasting the Marlins. Have you not won anything when you had Stan and Yelich, Ozuna, Ria Muto, you know, all these studs. Well, here's the reason. No pitching. Absolutely no pitching. So what have they yeah. done? Other way around. We're just going to build this team based around young pitching. So now you've got uh, Sandy Alcantara, which is a, he's an absolute stud really grew last season. Sixto Sanchez looks electric. So yeah. for me, it's any of that young young pitching group. But beyond that, the farm is insane as well in terms of position <laughs> players. There's just so many studs. We've already mentioned one, Jazz Chisholm. I am as high on him as any player there is, any player. So it's a fun time to be a Marlins fan because there's just so many young guys that are good that you just want to see develop. So yeah. excited for it. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that the the kind of, you know, you you like what you haven't had. I've not been a baseball fan much longer than than you have. And uh, as a Giants fan, it's the the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. We've been good with pitching and quite, you know, good defensively, but we've never, well, since obviously, I mean, post-Bonds, there's not really been a huge home run guy. So I'm the same way in reverse. You know, it's the, the what you haven't had, you're excited about seeing uh, coming through the ranks. So no, it's interesting to see the flip side of it. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing about these, you know, massive team sports, right? You, you have one deficit or one area that's, that's not great. It, it just glares at you. Right. And you just, you try and fix that. And then by the time you fixed it, something else has, has, has fallen off. So it's so tough. It feels like my golf game, to be honest with you, you know, one day you're <laughs> chipping well, but next day you can't putt and vice versa. And then you're driving shit and you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, Maybe that's the euphemism, if that's the right word, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, just constantly fighting fires. Absolutely. Always something else. Yeah. Absolutely. So you had a you had a little bit of time with the Leeds Rams, right? Yeah, um, that was that was fun. I've never played baseball myself before. Like I mentioned before, I was a big cricket fan. Played a lot of cricket growing up, um, but got into baseball and then spotted this new startup team in in Leeds where it's where I live um I think I was on holiday at the time came back and went listen I'll go down and see what it's about so I, I went down um it was back end of the summer a few years ago and um it was a completely brand new startup team that was like a bag of kit that someone had got from from somewhere um you know it was there was no structure really a couple of guys who'd played a little bit before but 
you know, it was a, it was a true startup, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, um, and the skills are transferable for me, right? Playing cricket, it was yeah pretty transferable that, you know, I, I could hit a ball, right? But pitching wise, <laughs> I, I, I actually filmed a lot of this and I guess did a, a vlog for want of a better description. So um, I'll share the links, guys, if you haven't seen it. And uh, where def- I definitely, I, I, I kind yeah, of filmed do. maybe four training sessions or whatever, but the pitching, <laughs> the pitching one uh, was poor. We were throwing at the side of a garage, mm-hmm. um, you know, as in like a where you'd park a car type garage. Um, and I missed the wall completely. We were aiming oh, no. for a spot. That's how bad it was. It went high. You know, it was it was poor. I thought, yeah, pitching's not for me. I'll get back to hit. <laughs> you know, it was it was one of them where, you know, I'm in my 30s, got two kids. Listen, it gets tough to commit to these things, mm-hmm. um, you know, on a, on a weekly basis. And uh, the season ended, it stopped. When it came back to the new season, just struggled to find the time. So it's a shame, um, but it was nice to see and I get the sense that it's it's a real growing sport. I guess, you know, you guys are really in the thick of it. But, you know, for me, I'm I'm an MLB fan, I describe it as. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, that's what I'm hooked on. But I'd you know, love to see the game grow um, in the UK and for more people to get into it. I'm hoping when my son gets a bit older, you know, that's, that's the, the beauty is get yeah. him old enough so he can play. And then that's my excuse to go and play with him, right? So, <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm looking for. So, I'm, I mean, a couple of years away from that. But, um, yeah, it was fun with the guys. I think they're still operating the Leeds Rams. So, um, yeah, I think hopefully so. so. Yeah, hope so. Would you ever consider trying out again? I would. You know, it's it's just a time thing. Um, yeah. But I, I would. I, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. And the, the funny thing was, when you watch baseball, fielding in particular, the thing that you don't realize is the intricacy of fielding in particular, like in, in the infield, Yeah. Well, you just see it on the telly and it looks routine. Everything's routine. It just looks easy. All of a sudden you're out there at second base ball comes at you thinking, well, where am I supposed to go? Who am I throwing it to? Where's it going? Can I throw? No, I can't. Um, and that's the other thing that diamond is massive compared to yeah. what it looks like on telly and zinging it from third to first, Oh boy, let me tell you, it was some errand throws. So that's the thing you just don't, because you see the elite, the elite of the elite, which they are, um, these guys in MLB. It's the fielding that's the one thing for me that is like, mm-hmm. you really don't appreciate just how good those guys are. It's insane. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, in like, go in ahead, like, Alex. You had like some transferable skills from cricket. Um, I know like in cricket, they teach like the long barrier sort of thing and stuff. It's kind of just like get in front of the ball and stop it. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to like playing the infield, you got to be, you got to have the rhythm to feel the yeah. ball, get a good hop. And then, as you said, how do you know where you're going? That's all like in your head, you know, and then you got to make a strong throw and that, that helps yeah. with all the, everything that you do before you actually feel the ball to whether you can actually make a good, accurate throw and stuff. Absolutely. I just don't have the instincts, right? That's the thing. It's not a learned instinct for me of, it, it, it zinged into second, you know, where am I looking? You just so, I was so focused in on, you know, trying to just make a clean pickup. And then I'm thinking about the throw and my, you know, my throwing arm isn't great either. So uh, it's, it's funny. You just, you watch stuff on telly and you feel like, you know, the game, but then when balls are coming at you and you need to try and, you know, make a decision quickly on a, what was effectively 
you know, a cabbage patch of a field where nothing rolls smooth. Um, <laughs> you know, you're worried about your teeth. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a fun, fun experience. And I'd, I'd encourage, you know, I'm sure the listeners to this podcast will, you know, probably all have played or are playing the game probably yeah. now. But if you haven't and you're an MLB fan like me, I guess, I'd encourage you to go and give it a go. And you will have a true appreciation for what you see on the telly. That is for sure. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a funny one, I think, compared to uh, quite a lot of sports that we have here in the UK. I mean, obviously, the pros are, are so good at what they do in every sport. Um, and there's obviously a, a, a clear talent gap from Sunday League, if you like, equivalent of sports to the, the, the best in the world. But mm-hmm. I think from people that have come down and seen uh, games that I, you know, I played in or when I was especially first couple of years I was playing and things and you see I think the 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 gap from what you see on TV if you were just used to seeing Major League Baseball uh, or the, the what you're exposed to to then you know if you go to a Sunday League football game you might still see um, a you know a great long range shot or a, you'd see parts of really fantastic uh, football but to see like someone turn on a you don't see on Sunday League like someone turning on a 95 mile an hour fastball <laughs> In Sunday League baseball equivalent, it's just a the, the you don't get it. Yeah, um, I think that the the gap between yeah this Sunday League level of sport uh, is so much more obviously large in baseball. I think than most other sports I've ever seen. Yeah, that's what uh, we're we're trying to close that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I want to be I want to be the guy that doesn't let the other person turn on that pitch because I'm throwing it too hard for them. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> is that sort of thing I just want to get it going more and get higher level here as well yeah. that means more people playing and even if they're first timers and they push up the ranks and they start worrying the people that are in the like league sort of above and then they have to work harder then the people above have to work harder then it makes everything better overall but baseball, baseball here has become less and less over the years of a friends league to a more competitive league. Yes. It used to be just a whole bunch of guys that, you know, would cut together drink. on a Sunday. Yeah. Typical Sunday league, you know, you know, open a case of beer and have some fun. And now it's like, you're still having fun, obviously, but it's more of a competitive baseball level. Like things are taken a lot more serious than when I first started. Yeah. So. And, and it's created, it's creating college players and yeah. we're getting, obviously to tie it back in even you know guys like jazz chisholm from you know the caribbean the, the, we're getting guys you get interest from guys around the world to come and play for gb baseball now which is a huge plus so yeah it's it's really good to see the game develop and obviously that happens because of the huge baseball community that we have online now and more and more people are trying out baseball because we are way more visible in, than in the past few years, which is credit to guys like you, Pete, because that, that's being created by guys like you and the, the London series and, you know, huge things that are happening for baseball in the UK that is just we're getting more and more players. And, yeah, baseball's on the up right now, which it's great. Yeah, agreed. I, I think the other thing as well is these like batting cages facilities that are kind of popping mm. up everywhere too, right? It's one, it's a real like entry level 
you know, it's a, it's a fun thing. It's a bit like a driving yeah. range in golf, right? You just, yeah. you can just go and hit a few balls and you go, you know, could this be for me? Yeah. Um, I, I've been to one in Manchester. I've been to, you know, home run house in, yeah. in, um, in London. Um, and uh, I think one somewhere else, can't remember where it was, but so I've been to a couple and, yeah. you know, it's just nice, right? You just, you can just go and have a few, <laughs> a few swings and yeah. You know, it's it's good fun, but it's a real you know entry level element to it, right? People can kind of just exactly. just have a go and see if they think this it could yeah. be for them or they like it. Hopefully, that develops in like backwards the what like backwards to how golf did. Golf obviously, courses had driving ranges for like legitimate people trying to like practice their golf. Yeah, yep. and then top golf came along, and it's just people going mm-hmm. fun. Hopefully, it's the other way around. Is now we have loads of batting cages where people go for fun with their friends. And, and then, then say, oh, I'm good at this. Start popping up yeah. where you actually get some decent, like, speeds off the machines where people go and train there. Yeah. And it's more available to people. Because there was one in Northwood in London um, on a golf course, actually. I went there a couple of times when I was younger, but it closed or something, um, which is unfortunate. Um, but, yeah, um, if it could turn into, an like, actual cages, like, that's sick. Yeah. yeah. My first ever cuts, it was in New York actually, it was with a friend for his birthday. And we just, I, I just said, listen, there's batting cages here. Let's go and let's just go to them. I've never, I've, you know, I was following baseball at this point. Mm-hmm. And I went, I've never been able to swing a bat anywhere. I'd love to do it. Let's find one. We went to this. It was connected actually to a top golf. So um, they, oh, nice. they must have, you know, come as a, a package. I, I don't yeah. know. I can't, I can't remember the name of the, um, baseball place but anyway we rocked in there and it was you know there was i don't know 20 cages or something it was massive um middle of the day on a tuesday no one in there apart from school kids and then me and two other lads who never swung <laughs> swung about before we we weren't great but by the end you know because it, it went up in speeds i think from memory you kind of like cage one was like yeah you know yeah. softball mm-hmm. uh, low speed then you kind of could move cages up to uh, higher velocity type stuff and you know gave it a go on some of the higher speeds but there's a lot of strikes it's fair to say yeah <laughs> yeah so um we know that you uh got the opportunity to be like part of the marlins like pref conferences like after the games and stuff last season just wonder like how that actually happened like how it came about yeah it's uh, first you got to say the marlins media guys uh, are awesome um, so that's the first thing. And, and, and secondly, you know, clearly the pandemic, there's a lot of negative stuff to the pandemic, but one positive that, that I've seen specifically is that, you know, the media access has been delivered yeah. via zoom all of a sudden has created new opportunities for everyone, I guess, effectively to, to potentially dial in to media calls previously, you need to be in, in the ballpark, right. To, 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 ha- to have that access so clearly that's not achievable for everyone so i'm intrigued to see whether they whether how long it stays you know is this something that will continue on for the future an element of media via zoom so anyone can can drop in and ask a question to a don mattingly or whoever it is but yeah just to i guess answer the question how it came about effectively um one of so the Marlins uh, radio guy, Glenn Gaffner, he's the play-by-play guy for, for Marlins radio. He, he, he's been on our Marlins podcast a few times uh, and he's just a, a top dude, firstly. Um, and through that, he, he said to me, listen, Pete, um, 
do you want me to try and get you a player on onto the pod? If you do, um, I can try and make it happen for you, but I'll go through the Marlins media guys and we'll, we'll try and make that happen. So that's how it started. Um, and Glenn was, I guess, kind of back channeling through the Marlins guys. I didn't know any of the Marlins media. And uh, through that, um, Jason Latimer, who heads up Marlins um, PR and, and comms, got in touch and said, you know, listen, Glenn's been in touch and we've got Miggy Rojas lined up for you for, for the podcast. Oh, wow. um, you know, when, when can we make it happen type of things? So this was last spring. So spring was kind of flowing um, last, last March. And um, so he lined up Miggy Rowe, which was an awesome uh, podcast, an awesome interview. He was, I mean, again, another top dude. This is the thing about the Marlins. They're just, they're littered full of guys now that are just top, top guys. Yeah. Um, from my experience anyway. Uh, and through that, once obviously COVID hit and stuff got shut down, I reached out to Jason and went, hey, listen, once in a lifetime, I guess now, you know, is there an opportunity for me to hook into these, you know, media Zoom calls? Um, and he said, yeah, I think we can make that happen. So I guess that was it. Again, you know, moral of the story, kind of shoot your shot, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. No, definitely. I love that. It's uh, no, awesome. And it's so great that you're, you know, you're flying the, flying the flag that that sort of thing is, po is possible. Because I, so many people, I mean, I'm sure we've all had it. You'd say you play baseball or are interested in baseball in the UK and it's like, oh, well, you know, there can't be much of that or, mm -hmm. you know, what kind of almost, uh, what are you doing that for? <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. there can't be much of it. So to, to properly kind of immerse yourself in, in something like that and, yeah, shoot your shot, as you said, that's just uh, so cool. Yeah. Oh, exactly. It's, it's awesome from the Marlins. You know, listen, and this is the key thing, right? The Marlins, you know, they're looking to grow their I guess, reach. They're not a big market team, clearly. And so I guess them allowing me into this um, is, I guess, growing their audience in some ways, which is what they're trying to do. So I think it works, you know, at a, at a deeper level for them on that. But really, you know, they probably it boils down to they've I've been doing the podcast now for three years. Um, they, they probably had a sense in terms of who I am and mm -hmm. how I operate. Yeah. So uh, I, you know, probably meant they, they were, they were willing to give me that opportunity. So yeah, it's awesome. And, and effectively we, you know, you have daily, you know, daily zooms, um, you know, pre post game effectively. And uh, you know, it's raise your hand. If you've got a question, ask your question, you know, I'm nervous. If I'm honest, you know, it's a nerve wracking thing. There's a lot of guys in there, mm -hmm. you know, you know, it's all the, the main media, main journalist guys that cover the team, both, you know, locally and nationally. So, and you can imagine the Marlins last year, they were a major, major story for probably some of the wrong reasons at times um, because of the COVID outbreak and stuff. And, yeah, you know, going into those Zoom calls with Derek Jeter, et cetera, trust me, there's like a hundred people on those calls. Um, you know, all, all the national guys that you can think of are on them calls. So it's a little nerve wracking you know yeah. no doubt but it's it's cool i can't you know we can't knock it it's an awesome experience um like i said it's something it's a positive from covid that would never have happened without it yeah so i'm thankful for that what about, <laughs> um like obviously you say pre and post games like that must have really messed up your whole like kind of daily schedule like sleeping sleeping <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's fair to say so i in terms of schedule like when we get into the season or when we were into last season uh i was doing every pre-game i'd be on and don mattingly would always be on and it would mainly be yeah mainly don mattingly pre-game 
And then post-game, you then have players dropping on the usually the SP for the game. You know, if, if some guy had a, had a had a good game, he'd he'd be on. Um, and so I wouldn't be on all the post games for sure, because like you said, it's you know, it's it's a big commitment. But for some, I was staying up. Um, and I guess the trap I was trying not to fall into is if I'm drinking a ton of beers watching the game and the Marlins have won, you know, I'm probably just sitting there post game just listening rather than kind of piling in asking questions yeah. after after ten beers. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's very fair. Ask one question after ten beers, you're not going to stop. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I, I have to be honest. I there was there was a there was a point when um, the Marlins had beat the yeah we beat the Cubs. So it was in the the wild card series. So we beat the Cubs. Yeah. Um, it was a UK friendly start time, so I was on post game, but I'd, I'd been drinking through, through that game, but I piled in and I just got excited and ended up asking a couple of questions, but I don't think anyone <laughs> noticed. I think, and everyone was giddy. It was, you know. I was going to say, was that the uh, cigars game where they were it on was. the field? It was, yeah. yeah. It was post, like- yeah. It was the cigar game on Wrigley, right? That so was cool. Everyone I, I was like. I like those videos of the players just sat on, you know, sat, sat against the dugout on Wrigley Field, just smoking the cigars. Yeah, awesome. that was fun. That was funny. Yeah. Um, was. With the appointment of Kim Ang and a very versatile roster this year, uh, what are you looking forward to most in terms of like the changes with the Mars team? You know, changes, new players coming in and out. What are you looking forward to? Yeah, firstly, the Kim Ang hire was, <laughs> it caught me off guard, if I'm honest, but. Mm. I think there wasn't really a, much. There wasn't much build up to it, was there? It was just sort no, of, with you know, not at all. And and listen, Mike Hill, who was president of Baseball Ops uh, last year, listen, Mike Hill was how how we got that Marlins team where the roster was effectively on the COVID list for half mm-hmm. of the season. How we got that team into the playoffs. He was. We had guys coming in from the bullpen to pitch in a in a game. Don Mattingly had never met them. And then walking out the pitch, yeah. Donnie's never met these guys. They're independent ball guy, like insane. So listen, going to Mike Hill, I think he did an awesome job to get that Marlins team into the into the postseason. But you know, listen, decisions are made, and Kim Ang was brought in. I thought it was a stunning hire. Looking at it, I mean, it, it's there's so many levels to that hire in general, yeah. um, clearly. And the, the her intro press conference was sensational, actually, um, really, really good. But having Listen to Kim on a couple of press calls since. She's just an awesome baseball mind. I think mm-hmm. take away the the gender related stuff, which is awesome, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be a great hire. But mm-hmm. what are we looking forward to? I think it's just getting better. Really, we were second in the NL East last year. Made the playoffs. <laughs> went away on the road. Beat the Cubs in the wild card. And the Cubs, you know, the Cubs is a pumped up name, but I. They were shit in that wildcard series. Straight up, they were crap. Um, and, you know, the Marlins are a better team. Um, yeah. And But listen, the NL East, it's an absolute... It's just brutal. Brutal division. So I think for the Marlins, it's just progress. You know, we're ahead of schedule. We're spending, you know, limited money. We've got some guys on expiring deals. And for us, it's more like, you know, can these young guys progress particularly some of the position guys, the pitching's just, is already there probably. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, what can we see from a jazz and Isan Diaz, a Lewin Diaz, Jesus Sanchez, Monte Harrison, JJ. Blade. I mean, the names, there is so many names. It's insane. 
mm-hmm. um, in this Marlins system. So it's a great time to be a Marlins fan. What are we going to do in 2021? I really don't know. I, most people are going to assume that over 162, the Marlins are fifth in that division and win 70 games. Um, but our pitching's there. Health, if health is okay, we know we're going to pitch well. We'll be in games. We could win 70. We could win 90. Yeah. Who knows? Um, it's tough. It's, you know, it's a tough division. So I'm just excited for the development, really. That's the main thing. It's the future. Sustainable, yeah. a sustainable team, right? We're never going to throw money around. We're not going to be in the free agent market with these nuts deals. It's just not, we're not in that space. Um, but I think it's a really exciting team to watch. Really exciting. I think I, I think that was the very first um, verdict on the Marlins team. To be honest, I, I I'd say I'm I'm almost I'd say I think they'll be closer to ninety than seventy because I, I I think um, we I think over one sixty two rather than sixty that Marlins team will play so much together that by the end of that one sixty two they're going to be the team to beat. Maybe you know I I do I the amount of talent they have. You know the 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 nine guys they can put out if they can put them out like constantly, that team will be extremely good. But obviously, as you said, it's going to be about health and development. I mean, the pro- the management probably aren't looking at you know postseason right now. I they probably are. Yeah, they will. They will but, trust um, me. Like the vibe, the vibe in camp you know, haven't heard from the guys is listen, everyone's underrating us again. They underrated us last year. They didn't expect nice. anything, but you know, these guys are feeding off that, you know, the kind of hashtag, why not us? You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's the vibe they have, you know, we're flying under the radar and you know, it, it, it's an interesting division. There's some big names in the division, but big names that typically blow up, you know, the Mets yeah. always blow up. The Phillies bullpen was just the worst bullpen you've ever seen ever in the history of baseball last year, I think. So terrible. The Braves yeah. were awesome. Awesome. The Braves. I mean, for me, they are, they're a cut above a clear cut above right now. And I think the rest are actually all fighting for second place. If I'm honest. It's, I think, it's yeah, interesting though, because there could be a lot of it. It's one of these, one of these divisions that's so it could, it could go so many ways. Can it? You could have, you know, the, the Braves, I, yeah, I'd say they're probably, I'd say their favorite is going into this year, but it takes a, you know, an exciting kind of burst a couple of years ahead of time with this Marlins team, the Mets to not be the Mets mm-hmm. and the Phillies to what, the, I mean, the Phillies have been such a, you know, they, they, they've got Bryce Harper, I still thinks criminally underrated um, for being such a, you know, great name. He's almost his own worst enemy, but the Braves could yeah. finish fourth. It's so it almost could be that there's so much kind of split series that there could be the way for the Marlins just to kind of sneak their way through. Um, and you've got such a great group of this young nucleus of guys that can, yeah, uh, they're all coming through at the right time. So it's, it's, nah, it's uh, they're a team I've definitely overlooked, but chatting to you through it, it's exciting. You're on, you're yeah. on the bandwagon, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, th- oh, I, I think go, I... I wouldn't go that far, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, think I that, think. God damn. I was gonna say, I think that uh, this year the NL East will be the new NL Central. Because, Tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, like, if you, if uh, if J was it JJ Bleday, if he comes mm-hmm. up, 
I mean, he was one one of the best hitters in Division One baseball the year he got drafted. Like he was, he was pretty good. So like, uh, you know, I think he won different awards for his batting as well. Like, if he comes up as well to add to like the lineup you have, it's a, it's a it's a sneaky scary team. I, I agree. Listen, Blade is an absolute stud. You're right to call it out. Like, there's just no getting away from Blade. He's gonna be he's gonna be sensational. The, the thing is with the Marlins right now, we've got tons of names, and because of COVID last year, loads of guys got brought in to play 10 games, 20 games ahead of schedule, and really no one popped. Like everyone wants that immediate Soto or that immediate Tati Sacuna moment where they kind of come in and just tear it up immediately. Yeah. The Marlins didn't have any of that. Um, Sixto Sanchez on the pitching side was was immense straight away, but the hitting side, these guys that came up, no one really popped. And so I think that's the kind of concern the back of the Marlins fans' minds is there's a lot of talk, there's a lot of prospect hype, but yeah. you need the guys to, to develop, right? And you need them to, to, to deliver. But, you know, in the, for a team like the Marlins right now, no minor league system, in 2020 was a huge, huge drawback for us where you're looking for these guys to, to take the next step. It's really tough. Mm-hmm. Was it, was it, was it jazz that I think he had of like what he played about 20 games in AAA and then got, was straight up the next year to, uh, or was it jazz just double A? Yeah. Jazz hadn't played in AAA before. So I think, uh, I think he played, uh, he definitely had no triple, I think he maybe had some double, but if if not, it was maybe high A. So, and that was the same for quite a few of the Marlins guys. They some yeah. of them just had never played Triple A, and just needs must right. You all of a sudden because of COVID, a third year team is gone, and you know you you only had the player pool right. You only had the sixty guys yeah. to work with or free agents, and you know there wasn't ma- masses on the free. You know, so why not get the prospects up there? But I thought yeah. Jazz, you know, let's go, you know. Clearly, we're all big fans of Jazz. But for me, he came up um, towards the back end of the season. He, he really looked the real deal to me. Defensively, mm. he's already elite. Defensively, he's insane. Um, no doubt. The power's there. The strikeout is the question mark. You know, right. but yeah, I, for me, uh, it's interesting this season, but I, I, it's, it's possible Jazz could, could break it as um, the opening day second base starter for the Marlins this year. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, Miggy Rose locked in a shortstop, right? Miggy's on the last yeah. year of his deal. Miggy's not moving anywhere. Um, so, but he could, Jazz could take that second base spot, which would be awesome. And, you know, we'd all be rooting for him, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. So uh, we, we've talked about your access to press conferences, which is um, super cool, but you've also got some pretty successful merch from right. And I think I was looking at your, Twitter account today and saw I, I spotted a while ago um Brick Garoli of the Athletic, I think uh had a photo with some of your merch and then Sandy Alcantara, who you mentioned already today, um had someone as well. How did how did you develop this and did it come through the same kind of links as uh the press conference or did you pave another way to to get that? Yeah, good good question. The merch uh <laughs> That, that, that is a funny one. We, um, I don't know if you guys heard, we would, there was a, a show that uh, Dave Shaw was hosting last year um, that was like a live um, oh, yeah. stream, the in-play runs yeah. um, show. We, effectively, it's Soccer Saturday, um, but for baseball on a Sunday is the best way of describing it. So 
all of us are sat here watching telly or the games on telly and Dave's in the Jeff Stelling role is the best way of describing yeah. it for, for everyone that, that knows Soccer Saturday. Um, and But through that, I was obviously commentating on the Marlins games and got very excited in certain moments. And there was a various kind of catchphrases, I guess, that kind of came out of that um, with beer and excitement. And so I just decided just off my own back, really, just to go and create some some shirts with, um, you know, some of these phrases on really just for a bit of fun. Nice. Like there's just really what it was about. Um, so that <laughs> the site is called, what's called Teespring, but I think it's rebranded to spring now, but effectively it's a, a free site for you to, uh, I guess, design and, and host your own store, which is what I've done. So effectively I designed them and put them up and anyone can get them worldwide. It's, it's like a real low barrier, um, entrance to the 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 t-shirt world like i was just looking for something for a bit of fun um just to kind of put a few of them catchphrases on a on a t-shirt and you know see how it goes so but you're right there's probably about 40 designs in there uh most of them are kind of marlins connected connected to marlins moments but some of them relate to uh the in-play run stuff that we did which is which was a lot of fun sounds good sounds good all right i think it's time for the classic the home and away quiz. All right. And you got the scores? Here we go. Should I run through all of them or just the score to beat? Score to uh, beat. Well, do, do the score to beat. Uh, the score to beat is still 12. 12. Oh. So 12 oh. out of 20. I'll just explain quickly how it works. Um, we so there's 10 questions. Um, before each question, I'll ask you if you want a home question or away question. Mm. If you choose home, you get it right. You get one point. Choose away, you get two points if you get it right. Obviously, okay. if you get it wrong, you don't get any. Um, so basically, it's out of 20, and you want to get as many points as you can. And currently, the highest, as Aiden said, is 12. How many people? I think there's a couple guys uh, tied up there, isn't there? Two people tied at 12, one has 11, is the next closest. Ooh. Wow. There you go. Oh, what's tough. One is head coach of GB baseball. On, on average, how many? So the guys that got 12, for example, how yeah. many away questions were they going? What was the weighting of? Um, it depends. Some of them were. I'd say it was about I think five. Some of them went half and half. Yeah. One of them was sixty percent. One of them went for a lot of them, and didn't mm. get many right, but got that. Yeah, I think I think that's the exact thing. <laughs> if you go just away, it gets, it's one, tough. One was fifty percent, and one was seventy percent away. All right, got it. So I'll, I'll just say this. Ooh. Basically, I make the questions based on the team you follow. Ooh. And then what I do is I ask this pretty much a mirror, mirrored question, but it could be for any other team. Oh, Love boy. It. So oh boy. that's okay. why the way is worth more. So oh. let's, get, let's I... get started. Uh, so obviously for number one, what would you like to pick? I feel like I gotta go brave and just go straight away. Just straight nice. up. Get this get this Love party it. started. Name one team that hasn't that a player on that team has never won an MVP. So their team has never had an MVP. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very much uh drop you in at the deep end sort of stuff. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Okay, so basically the a team that's never had an MVP. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a little hint. There, there are three. Okay. So there's, 
that you one if you get one out of the three, you get the point. Okay, well, I've got I've got a ten percent chance of getting it then, right? Nice. So uh, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. All right, you got to think. I don't know, like a small market team. It's kind of the natural thing. I, do you know what? I'll just go. I'll stay stay in Florida and go the Rays. Oh, he's only gone and done it. Yes, it. that was a <laughs> that was mental. That was awesome. <laughs> who who were the other two? Was it uh, uh, the Mets and the Diamondbacks? Oh, wow, the Mets haven't had one. Wow, I mean, it's just the Mets, right? That sums them I up. Think, I think yeah. I saw somewhere yes, that they won everything. They've won every single of one other award that you can get given apart from an MVP. Wow, impressive. That's but, that's yeah. impressive. That's almost harder than yeah. <laughs> yeah, get everything else. Yeah. All right. Number two. What would keeping you like? This, I'm keeping this train rolling. Stay oh, away. Nice. Away. How many retired numbers did the Blue Jays have? This excludes Jackie Robinson. Blue Jays have. Jesus Christ. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to take a real stab in the dark and say something like 11 or something. No, not really oh. close at all, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> it was I've two. got a two. Two. I don't think I could name them. <laughs> I don't think I could either, but... <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, let's let's skate skate over that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you want for number three? I'll take one home one just to see what nice. Marlins flavor you've got. All right. So, what? Who are the Marlins' top two prospects? Uh, right now. I think so. Yeah, that's where I got the info from. What the top one hundred of twenty twenty? Oh, no. this is this is tough because uh, I guess it depends on which list you're looking at, but. Mm. Let's say Blade and uh, Sixto must be there, and Blade must be there too. So I'm gonna go with those two, but maybe Jazz is in there too. Ooh. You got fifty percent on that. Yeah. It was uh, oh, it was Sanchez, Sixto Sanchez, and Jazz. Jazz, yeah. Ah, oh. well, I think I think I think Blade was uh, third. Yeah, again, it, it depends on what list you look at. There's like tons yeah. of different lists, but oh, you know, to I, be you, fair. All right, in I've just so I just clicked on MLB.com's news, uh, their one. Uh, Keith Laws I saw in the Athletic had uh, Sixto and Jazz, but this one has Sixto Sanchez <gasps> and JJ Bleday. Oh, that sounds like so, a point to me. I think we have to give it. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> I think we fair. have to. That's only fair. <laughs> I think we have to. Yeah, to interestingly, honest, third. It's close, you can't really. Third, interestingly, yeah. is Max Meyer. Max Meyer, interesting, yeah. Yeah, it's quite. Uh, he's twenty eighth, uh, supposedly. Wow. I mean, is, yeah. to to have the top four in to have four prospects in the uh, top one hundred is very good. I think they're impressive. Like Fifty. Yeah. Love it. Uh, yeah. What number four? What do you want? Ah, uh, I'll stay home. I'll stay home, and then I'm gonna have a bigger wave run. All right. Nice. Who did the Marlins beat to win their first World Series? What was 97? Uh, they. Fuck, I don't even know. <laughs> At the old stadium. Must have been Yankees, was it? In 97? Or was that 2000? I'll go, I'll go oh. Yankees. Nope. It was, was it? Uh, it was the Indians. 
Oh, oh. Sure it was. Was what was two? Oh, it must have been two thousand and three. Might have been, yeah. Oh well. Right. Yeah, oh, it was, it is, I then. think. Yeah. You're on. You're on three. Aren't you? You're on three, right? Three. Three. I'm going away. You're going away for number five. Yeah. All right. Who was the last rookie of the year that the Red Sox had? Don't do this to me. <laughs> we need an answer from Matt Moran as well before we get the Absol- confirmation. Um, <laughs> Absolutely no idea, but I'll, I'll, I'm just going to throw, just because he's been traded recently, I'll throw Ben Intendi out there, but it probably wasn't. I'm going to have to say that's wrong. But let's what see Matt, Matt what's, yeah. Don't, don't do this. <laughs> he's um, looking it up, I know. No, I'm not. Both hands right here. Um, I'll go with Mookie. Mookie Betts. If it wasn't, was it? It's far back it, it, I, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's Pedroia. Pedroia. Yeah. Oh, oh, let's go. The man we just oh, Yeah, that's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> He's my favorite player as well. Fan. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Imagine not knowing your favorite. Player. Well, I I know he had rookie of the year. I just didn't know if there was any else. I'm digging a hole deeper on it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, exactly. number six. I'm going to have to keep away. I'm going to have to stay there. I'm looking nice. for 12, right? Ooh. I guess, yeah. Ooh. Who, good who good threw, attitude. Who threw the last no-hitter for the Phillies? Have they ever thrown one? Yes. No, I think they've thrown quite a few, actually. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think they threw quite a few in I can tell you what years. year it was. Is yeah, that, go on. What year was it? Yeah, I think it was in 2015. 2015? Deacon, can I give him another hint? Sure. It was it was a season that he got traded. That's rough. 2015. Jesus. It's kind of maybe slightly just when I started following the game. Yeah. It's right on the cusp. Ah. This is what the away questions do to you. Yeah, it's tough. I, get in the head. I don't even know any Phillies legend pitchers either. I just all I can think of is bullpen explosions right now. So mm. <laughs> um, he's still in the game. He he was in the game very uh, yes. recently. Whether he's still there right now, or he plays yeah. for the. Braves. I think I think you're. I think Deacon's right. The last team he played for was the Braves. I know that. Just guy. Oh, no idea. I've absolutely no idea. After pass, was, uh, Cole Hamels. Oh wow. Oh, yeah, that's fair. None of none of us got that one beforehand. No, <laughs> so, we didn't. Uh, that's a tough the, one. That yeah. the away questions, they'll do it to you. Yeah, they will. Yeah. How many? How many are we in now? By the way, that was number six. Oh number boy, six. I'm gonna need a surge. What, what score? What score? Three still. Still three. three. Still. What's the lowest three. ever? By the way, four. I four. I think. <laughs> okay, let's have another Marlins home question. Need to protect the floor here. Yeah. What, what's the name of the Marlins AAA team? Uh, Jacksonville, the the shrimp, right? Jumbo Jumbo Shrimp. Yep. Nice. There we go. Yep. Easy. He's tied for last. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go for another home to get off last. Okay. And then I'm I'm going for mid table. Who has won a Cy Young for the Marlins? Oh boy. I don't know. It's going to be an old boy, so I don't know. Surely Fernandez didn't win one. Or, no, he couldn't have done. Old school boy like Dontrell Willis or something. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was slightly mean here. 
I've I've kind of uh, tricked you when someone has won one when nobody has. Oh, oh no, we're not doing trick, trick questions. Oh boy, this, <laughs> they're not. I was in a way. I was away. They're not. Uh, terrible. I think I think we should allow an attempt at the away question on that one. Yeah, <laughs> right, I don't think that'll help me. Number eight, two point uh, who won the last Cy Young for the Giants? Oh, Jesus. I mean, the only guy I could think of is Bumgarner. So, did no. he ever win a, a Cy? I don't know. No. No. Ben Aiden? Matt Cain. Nope. Matt Cain. Oh, Surely it was. Nobody got it. So, uh, Linscombe. Back to back. Yeah. He got his back to back. It was in like when 2009 did... or 2010 or something. Before he just like stopped playing baseball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm a better Red Sox fan than I am a Giants fan. This is embarrassing. <laughs> All right. This is what the um, this is seriously. This is what the quiz does to you. Like this is why we've never done it. <laughs> yes, yeah, is it? I'm getting. No, he never won. He never won a Cy Young. He pitched. His, he got a perfect game, but Matt Cain. Yeah. So it is Matt Cain. Okay, fair enough. No, no, he never. No, no he pitched. Oh, Matt Cain. Sorry, that was it. Matt Cain. Fair enough. Okay. I'll take another Marlins, but let's have a straight shooting one this time. Nice, nice, yeah. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. <laughs> of course. He's uh, just looking what... up a new question. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, uh, what was the name of the field that they originally played at when they first started playing? Obviously, it was there before, but what was it called when they started playing there? Oh, boy. Uh, they said about five names as well. Uh, hmm. I don't know, they're in like Hard Rock or... You know, whatever it was called, I could be Hard Rock State. Oh, I don't know. I'll accept. I'll accept. I will. I, I'll change it. I'll accept any that one I'll of the five. Accept. Yeah, <laughs> it was Hard Rock, right? Or is it not? Is that the new version of it? I'm not. Sh- I think I did see Hard Rock when I uh, did my research. So Pro Player was in there, I guess. We'll, we'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. There we go. Those are hard. Those as well. The American. Yeah, hard, there, it was, it was originally it was originally Hard Rock Stadium. Or well, no, it, it, it is now it, Hard Rock Stadium. Right. Yeah. Called Joe Robbie Stadium. Oh they, Joe Robbie, yeah, okay. And there was Pro Player, I think, at some point. There was also like Suns Sun Life. Sun Life Stadium. That was when they moved away. It was called that, I think. I've got, I've got to be honest, that that just I heard Sun Life Stadium and thought Oh, Parker Pens and over 50 life plans. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, not not a good name for a stadium. About, uh, you'll be thinking about that pretty soon, won't you, Matt? <laughs> what are you ta- at 21, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, oh, boy. Get your, get your free Parker Pen just for uh, filling in the hole. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, last question. What would you want? Just these away ones are so tough. I'm just going to go home to finish strong. All right. Um, this is this is from before your baseball. Oh time. no! <laughs> Who was the first Marlin to win a silver slugger? Oh my days! Has there been a silver Ever. slugger? Oh Marlin? yeah, no, yeah. no one's ever. <laughs> just to clarify, just to clarify, <laughs> I'll give you a little clue. He had a famous little thing he did in his stance. He had a, a pretty quick, aggressive bat wiggle. No, Castillo. Oh. Uh, oh no! I, mean, I know. I think I, I know from what. I don't I'm want to embarrass myself, but MLB the show's helped. 
I think. Oh, okay. You guys, you guys have been playing the show as well. I don't know. I mean, ah, <laughs> oh. not Castillo. Then we're we're ruling him out. So, um, Holiday. I don't know. One Pierre. No, it's, oh, uh, it's uh, Gary Sheffield. Oh, Sheffield. Of course it is. Bloody hell. <laughs> you were digging into as, the archives. As, as soon as you did the hands, Deacon, I was like, oh, I got it. I did. You're I had right, no yeah. I had no clue. It's, oh, very, that... it's a very aggressive uh, bat wiggle that he does. I've I got to be honest. I was looking for specific questions on the Marlins about um, bullpen explosions in 2018 versus Brave <laughs> or something like. Fair enough. I'd have been all over that. Brad Ziggler blown saves. I'd have nailed that. Nice. Um, <laughs> we we got to make it hard. Yeah, well, you, de- uh, you definitely did. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Well, at some point, uh, at some point, we need to be subjected to the torture of that quiz because we do. Uh, we do. Uh, we I, need I, to brush I, up on our home team knowledge first. I, I was gonna say. I've got to be honest. I think I would have scored a two there. <laughs> so, you know, something really not good. Yeah, I mean that wasn't good, right? I mean, four or five uh, must, must be. I mean, I, I'd say. I'd say. Uh, the average score is about six. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm definitely tough. below average. It's good. All right. it's not, it, what are the what are the scores on the doors, Aiden? Five. 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 I mean, it's not last. There you go. It is tied second last. Oh, yeah. rub salt in the wound. <laughs> still a small sample size. Still a small sample yes. size. No, it's still. Yeah. We'll, what, six at some point, uh, we'll make a leaderboard with everyone yes. on there. But just think about this, right? You've been watching baseball for five seasons. You've probably beat a guy who's been watching baseball for three times as long. Yeah. There you go. I'll take that. That's completely Historical fair. knowledge in baseball was always going to be a little bit of an Achilles heel for me. But yeah. Um, but... Anyway, I've, I've enjoyed it. Uh, what I won't – well, what I'd ask is when you post this, if you can put a – an episode version of it without the quiz, so I can share. It. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, yeah, yeah. We'll just we'll we'll get that editing suite working well, and you know, yeah, yeah, very great conversation, and no one will ever know. We'll send you the original <laughs> or, file, or we just yeah, we do the ones that you got right, and say that was all the quiz was. Yeah, exactly. it was. It was oh, sorry, we t- we timed out. Maybe another time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, love it. Well, it's it's been um, an absolute pleasure, Pete. It's oh, sorry, go on. Up, go on, let's up, I think it's his turn to see if he would have gotten the other flip side of the questions. Yes, right. yes. Let's see if we could have got the home questions. And now, now it's your time to see if you flip your answers, how high your score would have been. Oh, I like it. Oh, this is yeah. Right. This is redemption. Have one. Yes. Wait, what? Yeah. Let's look. You, you, you wrote down which questions he on like. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I'll list the first two, and I'll go and rack it to two. So the first two you need to ask is home. Okay, so first one, who is the Marlins' only MVP winner? Big G. Yeah, I thought you'd get that one. I had that one. As soon as you started uh, talking about Stanton, I was like, oh, he's going to get that one if he can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then number two, how many retired numbers do the Marlins have, obviously excluding Jackie Robinson? You love a retired number. <laughs> I don't know how many we have. Uh, not many, probably. I mean, we've only been around, you know, short amount of time. How many were the Blue Jays? Two? Yeah. Two. <sighs> Something similar, maybe two. Zero, yeah. Oh. Sure. Zero. 
If in doubt, go zero. That's what I've learned. Yeah. 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 (laughs) If you think there's none, it's because there's none. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Best you got. All right. Number three is away, isn't it? Yeah. Three and four. Who are the Who's the Orioles' number one and two prospect? Ah. Orioles, bloody hell. One of them, I think. One's big time. Yeah, and then the other one I've never heard of. Who I'm going to see if... Where did Torkelson go? Where did the talk go? He went there. He went Detroit. Detroit. Oh, shit. There was someone huge. Yeah, it's a guy. It was was the pick. pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First overall. Yeah. Ah, oh, it was the, it was the shortstop dude, was it? Um, catcher. He's a catcher. Oregon State, I want to say, was he Oregon State? Yeah. Rutschman, is that? Yeah, yes, yeah, that's, nice. that's one. And, and I'm I, intrigued I, by the second one. I want to see I if put, he's a guy yeah. I've had in my, I had my, a my Grayson, Grayson Rodriguez. Interesting. I was going to see if it was Ryan. I Mount don't know Castle. who that is. <laughs> yeah, oh, I didn't know. Either. Yeah, Mountain Castle makes sense, but. Fair enough. <laughs> well, whatever. So, okay. yeah, none of us would have got that one. <laughs> uh, so that second one was real tough, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Who who did the Nationals beat to win their first World Series? I mean, have they won a World Series? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> if in doubt, say zero. They beat the Ash. They beat the Astros, right? Yep. <sighs> they this did. This game. Nice. It plays tricks yeah. on you, this game. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> I'm living in self-doubt here. I'm just sitting here, just doubting everything I'm saying. I don't even know my own yeah. name. <laughs> All right. Uh, Next year at home. Yeah. Who was the last Marlins rookie of the year? Oh, <laughs> I'm scared to say anyone. Rookie of the year. Jose Fernandez, probably. He must have been. Yeah. Nice. Got that one. Uh, number six is a home. Who threw the last no hitter for the Marlins? I know this one. Hundred percent know it because I watched it. Nice. Nice. It was against the Diamondbacks. It was Edinson Volquez. Yes. Jeez. Okay. Oh, there you go. Bad I told guy. you. Full trivia. Nice. All right. Uh, number seven's away. What is the name of the White Sox AAA team? Oh, I've been there. I think I actually I just saw the light bulb go on above a rent. Yeah, it was like, wow, I know this one. <laughs> oh, you I, met uh, Nick Madrigal there, right? I met uh, Nick Madrigal and saw a two homer day from Luis Robert. So, Jeez, all in all, a good fun. It days. was a good day. It was a good day. And minor league price beers. So. I, I have no uh, idea. Oh, wait, you... <laughs> for the for that twenty year old. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't do that, could you? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> absolutely not. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. I've got absolutely nothing for you, so I'm just going to say they have no AAA. Oh, <laughs> I like the thinking. I like the. <laughs> no, it's the Charlotte. What was it? Knights. Charlotte's Knights. Oh, good name though. Good name. Yeah. Good uh, merch. Very good it... merch. Right. Oh, we've done number eight both sides because that was the trick one. Yes, because uh, <laughs> you tricked because you did a trick question. Yeah. All right. What was the name of the field the Braves used to play at? 
Was that? Oh, hold on. As in, like, before they renamed the thing to Truist now? or No, no, no they're at the like, old, old one. Not, not literally the rename, like, the old park. Ah, Ro- Roker Park. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's Turner Field. Turner, Turner Field. Field yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got who was the first uh, Ray to win a Silver Slugger? Oh, <laughs> the first. Uh, is it recent? First Ray. Uh, ish. Recent ish. Uh, it can't be that like, historic. After the two thousands. Ray Silver, I don't know. I, th- I think I, I think I know, but I'm da- I'm, I'm down myself. Carlos Pena. I was oh, right. Oh, yeah. I thought it was going to be Longoria. Yeah, he won it the year after. Oh, that's it. Why do I know the name Carlos Pena? Was he part of Moneyball? Uh, was the no, he, no, he he was. Does, uh, he came, but he yeah. also came to the UK. If any of you guys were at MLB Battlegrounds, he did. Um, the MLB Battlegrounds event in Hyde Park, he did that, and he hit a oh, ton cool. of bombs at Hyde Park. Uh, was... I understand he hit a ton of bombs, but I, my my remembrance being that they were on a stage on a field that was... Hey, like, um, I mean, it was MLB... It was a precursor to the London Series. I was on the stage when they were hitting the bombs. It was awesome. It was uh, a very fun experience on, on that day. Um but yeah, I it was, was a precursor to the London series, which was, was just. I? I was playing baseball in some other country. Fair enough. Flex. <laughs> yeah, was in oh yeah. Oh, oh, I was. I missed it because I was playing baseball in a country for my country. Ah. Oh. It might not have been. It was oh. in Spain, right? I think I. Was I in Spain? <laughs> okay, Deacon. Whatever. Stop flexing. Stop flexing. Oh, I can't remember. Sorry. I've been to so many places to play baseball. I have, anyway. I haven't, I haven't. I haven't. What was the count? How did I go? Well, um, the moral of the story is the uh, way you got five. Five, yeah. Yeah. I, I felt like the right landing spot for me, below mm. average. Anyway, I'm glad we got some Edinson Volquez in there. That, that I yeah. mean, is, is one hell of a way to finish the podcast, in my opinion. On a no hitter. Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> But yeah, um, thanks for coming on, Pete. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure, and it's uh, it's been an education for us a lot. I yeah, for for guys who are new to the podcast game, it's been. We, we, I'm, I know we'll appreciate you coming on for quite a while. That was really fun. Um, where can if if the people are listening, uh, where can they find you on social media? Yeah, social media game is primarily Twitter. Um, but firstly, yeah. guys, I want to say thanks for having me on. This has been a lot of fun. Um, awesome. the, the quiz in particular is just, it, it's killed me. <laughs> it's absolutely killed me. <laughs> so much fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mainly I'm a, I'm a Twitter man. Um, so if you want your Marlins stuff, it's at Miami Marlins underscore UK. The podcast is uh, usual channels. That's Fish Across the Pond. If you want your nice. fantasy baseball stuff, uh, myself and Ryan Owen uh, run the, the Roto Brits podcast as well so that's um in full flight right now too so that's i guess at roto brits and and also podcast wise um in the usual channels so i think that's it you got your marlins flavor you got your fantasy flavor um what's that saying where you know jack of all trades master at none or whatever (laughs) (laughs) Ah, fair enough Uh, i'm sure uh we'll all be checking out the uh fantasy podcast 
for our fancy leagues this year. I mean, I think all of us are new to a little bit, a little bit new to fancy baseball. But yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure, Pete. Um, uh, make sure to subscribe to us, guys. Make sure to subscribe on Spreaker and uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, everything. Uh, yeah, and it'll help you keep up with us. And we'll see you in the next one. Thanks, guys. Awesome.